0: Hello there. Science fiction is an existential metaphor that allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence, has become
1: crucial to our salvation. Tell me how many lights you see. There! Ah! Ah!
0: Four lights!
1: So, this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause.
2: It's game over, man! It's game over!
0: Welcome to the Sci Fi Diner podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog.
3: And good evening, I'm Miles Field McLaughlin. I'm Chrissy Raffensberger. And I am Dave Sellers.
0: And tonight, we have a fantastic menu lined up for you. Miles, tell us a little bit about what's on the menu tonight.
3: So, uh, we'll talk about what's going on in our sci-fi world. Uh, We'll also talk about uh, a couple of trailers that have dropped uh, from uh, New York uh, Comic-Con this this past uh, weekend. So, uh, we're going to look at uh, the the final Season 3 trailer for Picard. And talk about that and talk about uh, Star Trek Prodigy, the season two trailer for that. And we'll have a little more, uh, uh, longer discussion about our thoughts about Star Wars andor that's on the Disney Plus channel right now. Yay.
0: Sounds really good. Sounds like a good menu to be, uh, dining on tonight. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Well, let's get into the first part of that with what's going on in our science fiction world and, uh, M has a whole write-up here. M unfortunately, could not join us tonight. Uh, So let's just continue to go down the list. So, uh, David, what is in your science fiction world?
2: Well, we finished the first three seasons of Manifest. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that they finally started picking things up at Season 3. I was getting a bit impatient. Right. Um, So I can't wait to see Season 4 and see how they close it out. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. Watching Andor and Lower Decks religiously, Um, House of Dragons, same thing, what a wonderful new twist and take that that's come on this past week, and when I'm not doing any of that and not doing any of my other adult level responsibilities, um, I'm continuing my... Probably one hundred and fifty first thousand playthrough of the Mass Effect trilogy on the PC this time,
0: oh, yeah. not the PlayStation. Oh, so there you go. There you go.
2: It's still fun every time.
0: And that that you got your money's worth out of it. That's for sure.
2: Oh, most
0: definitely. When you were talking about House of Dragons and nude twist, I thought you said nude twist, and I thought, well, sure not House well, of Dragons. You never know, right? I mean, Probably. Probably, yeah. Winner, winner,
1: winner, winner. <laughs> oh, God. oh,
0: my gosh. <laughs> I've
1: never that
0: You've seen that, right?
1: No, I have not. But now oh, I'm going to... I'm
2: going to send the link to it. It's, South Park did a whole thing with it.
1: Oh, God. And
2: G- you had George R. <laughs> R. Martin staying there directing this chorus of men singing the song. But the main, the main <laughs> lyric was...
1: Well, I mean, it is called a cello, so that's well, kind of part of the course. One
0: <laughs> <It's- laughs> winner next to wiener,
3: another winner. Two winners wiener,
0: wiener, alongside wiener, yet another winner.
1: Wiener party, wiener party. Party, party. party soft,
3: wiener, party, wieners, wiener, waiters, nice and soft, wiener, waiters, non-erect. Wieners, wiener, soft,
2: it is magical. Every time I hear this song, that, that's all that plays through my head.
1: So you're gonna ruin the song for me?
2: Oh no, no, no! I'm gonna make it so much better.
1: For you. <laughs> I'm not sure that I want this. <laughs> oh, but now uh, it sounds like a train wreck. That like I have to watch it.
2: You do. Right. You you it, truly do. Uh, um,
1: yeah, let's do this. All, All right. right. So going.
0: Chrissy, it's your turn. So uh, tell us about the library you've been reading. Go ahead.
1: Uh, as always. <laughs> so um, in no particular order, because I can't remember the order that I read them in, um, The Lies of Lamora by Scott Lynch, which is like a fantasy heist sort of book set in um, a setting that's inspired by medieval Venice. So if you like Medieval Venice and you like fantasy, it's a book for you. Plus heist. Really like it. Um, Traitor's Blade by Sebastian Castile. It's Spanish sounding. I can't pronounce Spanish words. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, this was like if you took Princess Bride, King Arthur, and then Mask of Zorro and like mashed them together and put them in a book. And it was got to be one of the most fun books that I have ever read recently because i was i was just smiling the entire time that i was reading it and giggling and it was just it was just so much fun so if you're like not in the mood for a serious book and you just want some fun to read it um the invisible life of adela rue by v e. schwab another pretty good book i really liked the um Reversal of some classic tropes in the book, and that it wasn't necessarily a happy ending, but it still was a good ending. So, um, kind of reminded me a little bit of um, oh, goodness gracious! I literally just had the name and it like flew out of my brain. Oh, what is this inspired by Prometheus? That German fantasy, or that German folktale, the guy who sold his soul for knowledge. ah oh, curses. Anyone.
0: Sounds like me every day.
1: Oh, come on, Scott. You should know no, this. You're is. an English teacher. Uh, it's
0: German folklore. They're it's the worst. German. They're the verse. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll think about it like at like, midnight tonight. I'll wake up and be like, ah, I remember the name. I just read a book that was inspired by it. Oh, my gosh. er. The name is like flying out, my thing. Um, whatever. Dragonbone Chair by Tad Williams, which is defies all categorization of of books. Like somehow it's I'm, it like rode the line between interesting and te- and sheer tedium to like perfection. It was just the most. It was so slow and tedious, and yet somehow still managed to be good at some level. I don't know. If you're looking to, like, be a masochist and read something that is both wonderful and terrible at the same time, Dragon chair Chairs for you. Um, yeah, definitely high fantasy in the same vein of, like, Tolkien and um Martin and Robert Jordan, but slower. Slower. It's if you've read all of Robert Jordan and the books that are like what is it, book six, seven, eight, and nine that are just the slog, that is the Dragonbone Chair.
0: Oh down. yeah, yeah. Let me go, let me go run and read that right now. <laughs>
1: <I'm totally laughs> it. Well, it is one of the only books that I ever started in high school and didn't finish. And so I was like, well, maybe as an adult, now that I'm older, I'll have a better appreciation for it. Nope. Nope. It is just as boring and tedious as I remember it. And I have read the Brothers Karamazov, okay? Like, I've read Russian literature, and it was more tedious than that. Alright. Um, All right. <laughs> finished finished the um, Sholomance trilogy of Golden Enclaves. Kind of a disappointing end of the trilogy, so I wasn't that thrilled with it. Um, I think, like, she was almost trying to, like, she did too little with the second book. And, like, so it was uh, like a pacing issue that i was not happy with um the Man, false prince i can't make you happy. the first book was just right the other books have not so much um, <laughs> the false prince by jennifer nielsen which i just would say like it's like a disney movie in a book like it it's just it's just there it's adorable it's it's light and fluffy and it's just it's just a wonderful book that way um Working My Way Through Kings of Paradise by Richard Nell, which is actually probably one of the first self-published books that I have read, um, to my knowledge. And um, Grimdark series, so I'm not usually into Grimdark, but I'm giving them a try. And then The Grace of Kings by Ken Liu. I'm listening to an audiobook, so that's probably going to take me longer. Um, Watching Cobra Kai, watch Andor Episode 1. I know. It warms my heart that you watched Cobra Kai. Heck yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of had to. Oh, I guess Cobra Kai, come on. That is my library that I have worked my way through and the little bit of stuff that I'm watching.
0: In my sci-fi world, I am, of course, watching Andor and She-Hawk, also watching the new Quantum Leap, and the third episode made me cry. Um, so it's uh, doing uh, some powerful stuff, and I'm enjoying it. Um, I don't know that it's the best sci-fi I'm watching, but it was good. The best sci-fi I'm watching is Lord of the Rings. Um, That series is absolutely amazing. And I know that there are some nitpicking people that are nitpicking some of the small things about it, but overall it's a fantastic series. And if you are not watching it, you should watch it, if nothing more than for the Hobbit songs. Um, So it's a very, very, very good series. Um, So I'm watching that watching the worlds for league of legends. So still watching that, uh, watch the panel, the back to the future panel at, uh, New York comic-con with doc and Marty, uh, doc and Marty. And, uh, very difficult to watch Marty. Um, uh, because, um, uh, who's the actor's name? Michael Michael J. Thank you. I was going to say Calvin Klein is going to think about it. (laughs) So, but yeah, I know. But you know, seeing it, you know, it's it's amazing. He's sixty one years old, still dealing. He's dealt with Parkinson's for thirty years. Um, obviously, it takes a toll on his body, and it's difficult to understand him at times because of it. But his mind is still so bright, and it's just so neat to see him and him and um, Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd, are just fantastic. So, nice. Yeah. So uh, that. So that's kind of my sci fi world. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, I am reading an amazing series that Kiefer got me into called, um, it's by Peter Kleins and narrated by Ray Porter. And the first book I read was 14. And then there is a sequel, sort of, a sequel that follows it called The Fold. And I am. You know, head over heels, and that I'm blowing through that book in about three days. Um, it's just an incredible, compelling, um, parallel universe type of ideas. And, um, the first one dealt with a house, and there's this mystery about this house. This one guy is trying to solve, and it, you know, goes into this huge science fiction mess in the end. It's great. Uh, and then there is, the fold about these people that think that they have discovered teleportation and they've actually discovered something different. So, so, so it's, 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 they're, they're very fun, very fun. So, that's, I think that's my sci fi world. I don't think that I'm watching, I watched Star Trek, as I mentioned from the JJ verse earlier. Um, I began watching uh, Murder in the Nile, I haven't finished that yet. And, um, I think that's it. She-Hawk. Did I say She-Hawk? I'm watching She-Hawk, too. Miles, how about you? What's going on in your sci-fi world?
3: So uh, I watched the movie uh, Thor love and, love and Thunder. I didn't love Thor Love and Thunder, um, but uh, a lot of people didn't. Um, Kiefer, also, Kiefer
0: and I loved
3: it, just so you know. Well, I'm, I'm glad you did. Um, you know,
0: I've been known to be I, wrong before, just so you know.
3: Well, I'm not gonna say you're right or you're wrong. I'm just gonna say it, it didn't cool. resonate with me. I
1: feel you. I will say you're wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I was waiting. I was waiting for someone to say that. Yeah, don't, you don't need to say it, Miles. I got. I got you.
1: I got your back, Miles. Don't you
3: worry. I wasn't sure if you liked it or not, Chrissy. So, uh, so you, you, you,
1: I, I have not watched it yet. I've been kind of your I've opinions
0: invalid. Like- then
1: your opinions <laughs> invalid. <laughs> your opinion of my opinion is invalid. <laughs> <laughs> um, no I waiting to watch it I'm not sure I keep hearing not so great things I'm like do I want to spend that time on this movie that probably sucks I don't know
0: alright so let's talk about Andor Chrissy I know you watched exactly one whopping episode of the five that are out maybe the six by the time this drops so tell me your impressions um, about your immense love for Star Wars and how it fueled your desire to watch Episode One. Um,
1: it's a show that exists. That's really all I have to say too much about it.
0: Ah, all right, next. It, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what you what I what I'm gathering is it didn't grab you.
1: It didn't. It didn't. I don't know. Maybe it's because I was reading the Dragonborn chair at the same time. Or sorry, the Dragon Bone chair at the same time. So like. My tolerance level for like a slow build at that point, or any sort of tedium, was at a zero <laughs> negative. So maybe I'll give it episode two a go after I recover from that other <laughs> terrible book.
0: But but it's um, Star Wars.
1: Yeah, well they they have broken some trust here. Okay, like they they need
3: to they need to earn this again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So
0: you're saying Star Wars is like an abusive relationship. Got it. It
1: totally is. They need to, they need to show me that they've changed Disney.
0: <laughs> uh, Miles, uh, tell me about how you felt about the first couple episodes.
1: So I
3: felt like the first two episodes uh, just were very slow. I felt like I had to slog through it. Um, it. It, you know. I, I felt like if I, if I hung in there, there would be payoff. And I thought third episode, things really took off. Um, well,
0: you know, when they bring the guy in from Thor, I thought this is going to be
3: awesome. I like his character. I like it, you know. Um, and what I'm trying to do with a lot of shows I'm watching now, who, I'm thinking, who, which character? Okay, you have the lead character, of course, but is there somebody that's going to be like a breakout character? Um, so I wonder what the... I mean, obviously this guy is important part of the rebellion but there's another character it's the guy who is um working for this corporate security that the uh, empire outsourced for their backwater worlds they can't be bothered to you know police them so they 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 hire uh they subcontracted to a security company but this security company screws up royally which i I think is great um but the character i'm kind of curious what they're gonna do with he's kind of like the disgraced um inspector um i think the character's name is uh kylie uh uh solar um you know he, he decides he wants to go after andor for killing two of his men which is an honorable thing to do but you know they get their asses kicked and he gets disgraced at the end and loses his job and but they didn't get rid of the character he's still around You know, he, you know, he had tucked his tail between his legs and he moved back and lives with his mother. And so, um, you know, they haven't gotten rid of him yet. So I'm curious, I'm curious where he's going to go from here. Um, I also thought that, you know, this uh, Imperial um, Intelligence, that organization was interesting. Um, You have this woman Imperial officer It's a different. Side of the Empire, we were used to seeing more the mil. Well, it's all military, but you know they 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 referred to the navy, and you, know, you have your stormtroopers. But this is more like the the intelligence uh, uh, gathering um, part of the Empire. So it took a little while to get me into it, but I, I'm I'm now now into it again.
0: And we see Mon Mothma. That's kind of cool.
3: The, uh, yes, they brought back a, a character from uh, Re- Return of the Jedi, and. Um, the prequels and I think she, and, and she, she was in Rogue One. The character was in Rogue One. It's, right. it's a younger actress playing her now, but. Yeah,
0: um, Yeah, I, you know, it's hard to know exactly where she's going to fit into the story of Andor at this point. So uh, you watched all five episodes, though, right? I, I have. I'm caught up. Yeah. So obviously they're leading up to the penultimate. Let's go steal the treasury, right? Yep. or the uh, payroll? I guess is what they're stealing, and all the leading up to this, and they, the kind of uh, motley crew that the rebellion is at this point, or at least this faction of the rebellion is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Dave. Well, it's, go ahead.
3: Well, I guess you know I don't know if we'll see th- it, in this. I mean, assuming there's going to season two, but what what you know right now. Uh, Cassian, he's just you know, he's basically a mercenary right now. What what makes him a believer where he kind of signs on you know, that, that we're not there yet, but I wonder what will make him decide to, you know, fully embrace the rebellion and
0: Well, so Dave, what's your thought on this?
3: I am in love
2: with this show. Okay. So outside of science fiction one of my biggest interests is the political realm of things. The intrigue and all that. It is it is the one of the best characteristics, the best parts of the Star Wars saga that I enjoy the most is seeing the the, the, the political Game of Thrones, if you will, that's going on behind the scenes and manipulating the situations and all of this kind of stuff It is one of the biggest downfalls of the last three movies of the sequel trilogy to me is, is that all of that went away and it just became a, a little space shoot'em up. this show it is talking my language from the very beginning where you're in the infancy, of what we later come to love as the Rebellion. A bunch of people all over the place who are just trying to find a way to fight back against this galactic tyranny. The Empire is still young. It's still tightening its grasp. The Emperor still has it's a bit of a callback to A New Hope. Well, when the emperor still needs to have the galactic senate to keep control he still has to show some some form of of democracy in order to maintain his control because he's not quite ready to just eliminate it and take take full control so you have these giant corporation that it owns runs these certain planets and systems and their security is there and the fact that they're inept makes it even better because it's just a tool that he knows is going to happen. You, you can see this in, in any any real political thriller when you have a, the rise of a dictator. He, you know that there's people who are going to fight against you. They're not organized. They're a bunch of local riffraff, but they're going to make things difficult for the people who live there. So you have your inept security who gets blown up in the streets and has this giant firefight all before the Empire comes in and takes says, okay, yeah, you guys can't handle this. We're taking over. But you're seeing these initial cells start to form. You got Cassian, or just a guy who who's has been living with, with this stuff for his life at this point. And he's just trying to find his way to, fi- to fight back. In comes uh, the guy from Thor. What's
3: his character's name again?
2: I, don't, um. I can't remember
3: it. In the show? Yeah. In the show? Um, His character in the show's name is uh, Stellan... Oh, wait. um, Oh, yeah, I have the thing. Luthan Rail. Luthan Rail. Yeah,
2: Luthan Rail. You bring in Rail, and you bring in Mon Mothma. So you have two of the elites in, in their society here who see the problem, see what's happening, and they have to quietly, covertly find a way to try to fight back. So they're funding, and, and you hear Mon Mothma talking about moving money and resources around covertly, and all this stuff. And this guy Luthen recruiting people to to pretty much perform these acts and 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 rob the treasure and steal from the king, all while maintain trying to maintain their their cover, basically as, as these wealthy Coruscant elites. It, the, the whole the whole premise of the show, as slow as it might feel to probably everybody watching it, that part of the story continues to intrigue me and intrigue me, and just showing, especially knowing where it leads, having all of these this these these loose groups of people starting to finally come together and organize themselves to actually be able to mount a significant rebellion. It, it is just just speaks to a certain part of me that opposes tyranny at every level. you know it, it's a very personal kind of a story that that hits differently with me. but I, I'm loving it so far and I cannot wait to see how this continues to, to evolve and go and if we get a season two how that continues but if stuff we've read early on stuff i'd heard early on about this show is you're going to see a darker side of the rebellion that we never saw before in star wars which is necessary and legitimate when you consider what they're doing who they're fighting against and the stakes that are at hand
3: we saw a darker side of of the rebellion in Rogue, Rogue one, one,
2: yes, we which did. Is kind
3: of con- you know, continuing the show.
2: Yes, we did, and and it is, it is very real in that sense. Where, if you want your freedom from something, it is not going to come easily. You are going to have to sacrifice. You are going to have to make choices that you may never thought you've had to. You would have to do, or make before and it is a very very good way that they're writing this from my perspective
0: it's it's definitely much more political and you definitely see the development of andor as a character both in in honesty with the crew that he's working with um i am i am liking the development of the show like i tune in every week so there's something there's enough in it to keep me wanting to tune in so yeah so i i I am enjoying it um I think I gotta wait to pass judgment on it until the entire series is out because I'm in, I am enjoying it a lot. I love the robot. I'm I'm missing the robot from the first three episodes. Um, oh yeah, Star yeah. Wars and their cute cute robots. I love the battle scene where they're in the warehouse talking and like they're and they get surrounded and they get out. So I thought that was a great scene for me. Um. I love the call to action that Andor gets, right, um, to like do something bigger to hit the empire harder than just the petty stuff he's doing. Oh, yeah, and so I do. I kind of uh, I do kind of enjoy it.
2: The biggest piece of dialogue in here that just stuck in my brain was when Cassian's talking to to Luthen in that warehouse. And he's asking him how How did you steal this? You need to, I, you need to tell me how you did this, so I know that this is legit. And he said he I just walked in. Said, what do you mean just walk? In? I, said, I acted like I belong there because these people are so arrogant that they can't, they can't fathom that you would walk into their parties with their noses in the air and steal their stuff right from underneath of them. Right. I'm like, oh my gosh. That is terrific. That is it.
1: Well, see, now you're selling the show for me because I'm like, oh, I like that. You
2: you watch it. It, 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 This one's going to depend because I have a buddy of mine who who works with us here in in a different building. But he is a bigger Star Wars fan, I think, than probably any of us. Um, And we were talking about this today. And. He was all like, uh, yeah, uh, and I had this discussion with him. I'm like, you got to watch it through a different lens because it is a different story than anything we've seen yet. And you, you just – you, you kind of – you have to. I mean if you're, you're waiting for the lightsabers, the pew-pew, and and all of that stuff that Star Wars does so well, this isn't going to be it. This is a lot more cerebral.
0: It's definitely it's definitely not as much action as I was hoping, although it has some of that. Definitely no lightsabers yet.
2: And, and I, I'd be I'd be shocked more than anything if we saw one.
0: Oh yeah, in this series, yeah,
2: that would be more of a just a throw-in.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but we'll see. So, where do you hope the? How many episodes do we have left of this series? We're five in twelve episode first season.
3: Good. Oh, okay.
0: So, we're about halfway through.
3: Well, this takes place five years before the events of uh, the Battle of Yavin. There's a lot of material to cover.
0: Mm -hmm. Very good. Anything else you want to say about Andor? Does it feel like... Let me ask you this. Does it feel like Star Wars when you're watching it?
1: For me, no. Yeah. Um, If it, you know,
3: in the spirit of Rogue One... I mean, Rogue One was a very different Star Wars story, um, but did have the lightsabers and the pew-pews, and probably one of the best um, as far as the space battle between the rebels and the uh, uh, Imperials. Um, but it's going to explore more of that dark political side, um, uh, and um, it's just different. It's you know, it, it was always there. We saw it a lot more in Rogue One, kind of the... The moral ambiguity that uh, they would have to uh, um, do. Um, I mean, in, in Rogue One, we see um, the, the only way to, get, to shut somebody up was for Andor to sh- shoot him in the back. I mean, this is, you know, this was not your, you know, your, your father's Star Wars when I, when I saw this. Um, I couldn't see Luke doing that or, or or anybody else doing that, but, uh, so yeah, it's still Star Wars. It's just exploring a different, you know, a different time. And, you know, just bef- before the rebellion, you know, is able to, you know, fight off, the, f- fight off the Imperials. And I think that's what makes it so good to me. It's because
2: I don't have that, that hero who comes in to save the day, you know, Magically standing on, you know, uh, the side of good and coming in and defeating the enemy. Now, this is going to be down and dirty. It is going to be real, and I, I just think that that's a that's what makes it so good.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, Chrissy, you'll have to let me know if 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 Dave has actually sold you in this.
1: I mean, I'll give it a try. I, I mean, he didn't steer me wrong with the Mandalorian.
0: How, let me that. ask you this: How, Dave, how many episodes does Chrissy have to watch before she can make a true judgment? Why are we giving show? me
1: homework? How come I never get <laughs> me able to give you? Guys uh, homework? I have a I teacher, like
0: but I'm asking. I'm asking Dave here how many that she needs to watch before she can make a good judgment <laughs> call. I didn't say you had to do it. You can always. You can be like my students who don't do their homework. I'm just asking, Dave. Well, I you- failed.
1: I mean, I'm not one of those students that like fails. Are classes, you grade?
0: Are you grade grubbing me, Chrissy? Are you grade grubbing? <laughs> I, don't
1: grubbing. That, I don't know what that means. I don't what's, know what that means either. What's grade grubbing? Did you
2: just learn a new word at school
3: today, Scott?
0: I did. I, no, I, it's I where students know. like beg are like begging to get good grades, but they don't oh, want to work I for never it. I uh, Yeah, sir, grade grubbing. Much. All All right. Right. those. Anyways, grades. go ahead. How many episodes does she need to watch?
2: I, you you have to get through you, – you really got to get through that first three-episode drop because that's all, all that really is
3: is background.
0: It's set up.
3: It is set up. Well, I think it's it, it, the third episode. I mean I think
0: yeah, – Yeah, but it's not, it's not until the fourth episode do you get into like the political scheming that you see happening.
3: Or, until you're
2: really yeah, until you can put those first three into a little bit more focus to, to start developing a picture of what's happening. I, I mean, and and the problem with the the big problem with the prequel stuff like this is you know what's going to happen right. ultimately. So this is just seeing how you're getting from point A to point B, and it's going to be a long road. <laughs>
1: But,
0: <laughs> getting from here to there.
1: Shut up.
2: you know that, that really didn't cross my mind to throw that in until I was talking and I'm like oh this would be a good one.
1: <laughs>
2: But uh, but you, you, you've to give it a fair shake you, you've got to get through especially have to get through the first three and, and even then if this
0: you gotta to have faith in the heart you gotta have faith in yeah, the
2: heart yeah. oh yeah Faith I mean, in Andor's heart.
1: I I suppose if I can give Tad Williams' Dragonbone Chair a thorough go again, I will give this one a go again. I just better not end up being like the same thing. Where I'm just like, oh, thank God that book is over. But although do- I also kind of want to read the next two books, so I don't know what that says about me.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, no, it, it, it
0: masochist. Yes, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> some of that it really is. You, when you watch it. Don't watch it expecting to be watching Star Wars.
1: But the name is right there I, I, on the I, title.
2: I, I know, I know.
1: This is like giving me chocolate cake and then being like, "Now, don't expect it to taste like chocolate." Well, why did you tell me it was chocolate? This cake? is
0: Conde Royal yeah. instead.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're gonna give me something, like, I'm fine that but you know if it's gonna be chocolate if I'm sitting down for chocolate cake it better not taste like pumpkin pie well no, I hate pumpkin pie so it's different better not taste like apple coogan if that's what you're gonna give me that's fine but yeah. if I sat down looking for chocolate cake I'm gonna be a little disappointed
2: well but but sometimes we don't always get what we want but you sometimes get what you need,
1: you get what you need. <laughs>
0: wow wow <So. laughs> I I think it's time for us to wrap up the show. Take us out, Scott. All right. Well, uh, so uh, it sounds like we're kind of mediocre on the show. We have some people loving it, we have some people that are kind of ambivalent. Let's see where we're at in five more episodes, okay? Indeed. Indeed. All right. So I believe that's about it. We will be back in another uh, two or three weeks. We need to pick out another movie to talk about. Yes, something no that's classic. not. Well, I'm not picking it this time. Yeah, man. yeah. Don't let Dave pick it this time.
1: I'll I'll think about it. I'll think about a good one.
0: And don't let don't pick a Tad Williams one. all right?
1: All right. Well, that's a book. Yes, yeah,
0: so that's as I said. Don't pick that. But... I won't. <laughs> all right. I can't read. So. Yeah. yeah I can't read. <laughs> For kids that don't learn good. Um... <laughs> Alright, I just had a Zoolander going through my right head here <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember much of that movie But I do remember that oh, Alright, totally um, let's get out of here Miles, take us away
3: Alright, till next time Good night and good luck
0: We'll see ya t-
3: Hey, go boldly
0: You're oh, sounding yes. like you actually you actually sound a little bit clearer now. Yeah. Golden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we like that. The suave voice. Okay. A Miles love. P. McLaughlin, bring it on. Late night at the sci-fi sci- 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 <laughs> diner. <laughs> I'm just thinking here, a little lower, a little lower.
2: Okay, just up a bit. No, 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 down a little bit. <laughs> it's like trying to fix the side mirror
0: when you're Yeah. It's just like <laughs> now stand on one leg, hold your hand up, and wave. Perfect. Yes, I got it. good signal now. Come <laughs> watch Star Trek.
1: Now that you're in perfect position, you're not allowed to move for yeah. the next... Um, Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Get no breathing, no. <laughs> which which trailer for this thingy, this Star Trek <laughs> Prodigy thingy are we watching? I guess so the, the one in the, the link. link. Card season three, the link's right there. I see the link for that one, but I thought there was another one. There's two. Yeah, there's yeah, cool. two.
3: Next, one for next gen.
0: Oh, you're sounding uh, beautiful, oh. Miles. I love I love your voice.
3: I moved the microphone away from my mouth. Just, so, uh, oh. the less it picks up, the better it is. There we go. Now <laughs>
1: well,
0: <I have> a- <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to say it. Dave was kind of talking about it when you were on, so, I mean, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Man.
2: Man, the burns in this channel. Dude. Track marks across my back where that bus ran over me. <laughs>
0: Are you talking about the one that flipped today? That what? wasn't wasn't Penn Manor, but there was a school district. There was a picture on wjl where buses on its side. I'm like, well, I would have been, I'd have been a terrible day in that as being a driver of that bus. Yeah.
1: Hey, you're fired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, you're supposed to do cow tipping, not bus tipping. Jeez.
0: Oh, cow tipping, bus tipping. All I mean, kind of the, so, so, piece in so the same. So
1: before one's yeah. yellow, the
0: other one's black and white. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the lines are sometimes blurred, right? I mean, truth from a certain point of view. Yeah.
2: Drink enough,
3: it all looks the same. <laughs> Chrissy, when I was down at the shore, I, I saw this sticker and I thought about you. Aww.
0: I, I'm, said, I'm, I scared. You. I'm scared. <laughs> was I'm girlfriend. really scared.
3: It said, stay salty. Yeah. I should have got. I should have got you it, and I apologize. <laughs> no,
1: I, I am, a, I am a salty. It's fine. Someone has to be salty. We can't all just be, yeah. you know, rainbows and butterflies all the time. Some, someone has to be salty. It's, you know, it's a tough job. But someone it's has been to a, do a it.
0: long road. <laughs> you so
1: much. I'm gonna get to going
0: talk. from him. <laughs>
1: <Huh>.
0: <laughs> Oh my! Speaking of. Uh, I was watching uh, the original JJ verse Trek the other day
3: Why? Oh, yes do, do tell Scott please it Excuse was God. it was it is was, really was
0: like you're it, it, I am recording this I didn't okay, start at the moment the so uh <laughs> here's the thing it is a really it's real like if, if if you are not caught up in the fact that it's not original track right uh, if you if what? you get if you if you did not grow up watching the original series like this is a per- There's some great quotes. You know, the whole bar scene where Bruce Greenwood's sitting down with Chris Pine, they're having a beer, and he's like laying over the table, bloody nose. You know, there's some really nice dialogue. You know, your father captain a Starship for 15 minutes, I dare you to do better. You know, there's some great lines in that. And I was just like, Dave should be here watching this with me because I think that I could redeem it redeem this for, for him.
2: I'd rather get a prostate exam.
0: I can arrange that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's got a name of a great doctor. <laughs> I, 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 I,
0: have, I have some farmers around here that work with artificial insemination. They can help you
2: oh, out. Amish man's freaking long sherman fist. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure they use Vaseline. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
0: So this derailed
3: fast. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. You and I saw that uh, 13 years ago. Is that how long it's been? Yes. You're
1: so old. <laughs> well, yeah, back yeah, in my better. day,
0: when Star <laughs> yeah, Trek again. was in color. None of these things. Well, she
1: still a Coke. Back in my here's day, here's the thing, mind, though, though. We're probably damn Lindis
0: Flair was the
3: thing
1: to do. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I, I, I think the Kelvin universe or Kelvin timelines probably dead. Uh, I don't know if you've been looking at some of the stuff on Facebook or whatever, just saying that.
0: Uh, I trust everything I read in Facebook, Miles.
3: Well, <laughs> we don't trust everything, but I, I might trust this though because it's been so long. Paramount, it was on like Paramount's list to make, but it's like off the list, or it's like. Bumped down way down low, but it's like
1: Whenever I hear Kelvin timeline, all I can think of is like Kelvin degrees and Unim and Tudim
0: Alright, well maybe we Move should sp- m- Maybe we should uh- <laughs> Actually
1: start introduce ourselves
0: Yeah, let's start a show, why not? Right, 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 yeah, right. You now sure. uh- Adventures in ADHD yes. Welcome to Adventures in ADHD I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog I'm just kidding. We don't need to do that, Mr. Um, yeah. Q. Man, we gotta roll with this. Do, do you know what? I I uh, I had a show that I did. I like I did like seven episodes. called Adventures in ADHD Parenting, oh. and it was and I was just it was just you know what was like parenting Kiefer right. <laughs> so, what do. haven't you done a podcast on? Uh, with well, see, so I, I'm a, there are very few that that have hung around real long. The Dune Saga podcast, Orbital Sword, ran for quite some time. This is obviously the longest show that I've ever done and uh um I've done I did I, I did, I did a I did a tourist topics. I did a tourist podcast. I did a uh, so a uh, Catholic and a Protestant walk into a par. That's kinda of where I met Miles. Did that podcast. So I did a, various topics, but some of them don't go very so far. Who was the
1: Catholic and who was the Protestant in this uh, so
0: ironically that was a show between um Don Vender, one of the the original hosts for the Sci-Fi Diner, and uh, and me and my wife Kristen, and Don was in the was was in the process. So Miles of the- was neither. No, he was, was not. He was him. he was a call in guest at the time. Is that
3: right? I was
1: Miles? a listener. Yeah, he I was a listener. Oh. I in. Yeah. Oh, I I did not know that's how you met Miles. Oh well, no, that's Scott not
0: Weaver. that's not how I met Miles though. Miles, when no, I go,
1: probably, let's do the show years. first because otherwise we'll be here till like ten o'clock. Yeah.
0: back in my day, when I met Miles,
1: <laughs> dinosaurs roamed the earth. And <laughs> Queen Elizabeth was
0: crowned. That's right. <laughs> but all right, let's let's get into a show here.